Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Following the Lord's leading in faith can be a way to live a life of adventure and obedience and trust in ways that we never even saw coming, but so wonderful to know that God is so faithful and he knows the plans that he has for us. And Rebecca Sanderson is here with me today, and we're going to be talking about how the Lord has led us in our lives to obediently follow him in ways that neither of us probably even saw coming. And I'm so glad Rebecca can be here and that I can introduce her to you. She has been married for 15 years and has three children who are seven, five, and three who she homeschools. And in the midst of it all, she also has a podcast and her podcast is for children. She is the creator of Lamplighter Kids Stories, where her mission is to give children a trusted source of entertainment that showcases strong character. Through her podcast and snail mail subscription service, she helps kids have fun while learning about virtues along the way. And so exciting. Rebecca has her first children's book coming out soon. And I know you're going to want to find out about all of those things. So you'll want to follow her on Instagram. You can find her at Rebecca underscore Lamplighter Kids or on her website, lamplighterkids.com. And of course, you can find her podcast for children wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will link all of these things in the show notes as always. And be sure to be following myself and Rebecca on Instagram because we're going to do a giveaway of her book that she has coming out. So, so glad that we can be here together and glad for me to be able to connect in person with Rebecca, who I met on Instagram. So it actually does have something of value. So it turns out. So Rebecca, thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for having me here. Well, this is going to be great. I'm really excited to hear about your ministry more with Lamplighter Kids Stories. I've seen you share about it and listen to some of your podcasts. They're fantastic. So well done and such good mm-hmm. truths in them. So share share with us about your ministry. Yeah. So um, I am the creator of Lamplighter Kids Podcast. Um, and I started it a couple, just over two years ago, kind of not what I was expecting to start at all. But when I was um, looking into podcasts for my own kids to listen to, I realized a lot of these don't align with my values, my biblical values. And, you know, a lot of them were cute and fun and those are fine. But sometimes there was, um, well, just like some of the attitudes and then of course, some of the the morals and the things that they were preaching underneath, even if my kids didn't understand what was being said, I, I could see like, this is a cultural value, not a biblical value. So um, yeah, so I started my own podcast because I was just thinking, I guess if I can't find what I want here, then I need to start it myself. And my husband was very instrumental in that. He was like, it's easy, start a podcast, tell your own stories to kids. So (laughs) that's kind of, um, that was the inception of the idea. And since then, um, well, I should say after that, I I was kind of praying through, okay, Lord, like, if you want me to do this, let me know. And he gave me just the idea to do 
to do each of my stories centering around one virtue. And so that's what I decided to do. So each of my stories is, um, you know, there's hope, love, patience, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And the stories kind of center around that virtue. And I kind of pull it apart for the kids and try to make it fun. (laughs) So that's awesome. So you write all of these stories. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I think it's Mm -hmm. the neatest thing that your husband encouraged you in it because our husbands are like our biggest Mm -hmm. fans. I remember (laughs) when I was, well, we'll go ahead and use that as a springboard into this. Cause I want to talk about how we were willing to follow the Lord's leading. And I was going to ask you, how has the Lord led you, which Mm -hmm. you kind of just shared. And I'll piggyback off of that, that the Lord, part of how he leads us is through our husbands. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's an amazing thing that I remember when I began feeling led to consider doing this podcast and had the idea of it. I didn't even tell my husband for the first goodness about maybe month because my husband's a big dreamer and I knew if I tell him, he's going to be like, go big or go home. And and he believes in me so much more than I believe in myself, which is a wonderful thing. I guess he should because he chose me, you know, but yeah. It it's amazing how when I did finally, I, I prayed with friends. I asked a few friends to pray for me for a while and I prayed over it as I, I didn't know it was going to be a podcast, but I believed the Lord was leading me towards a ministry to moms. Mm. So then when I brought it up to my husband and he was like, yes, motherhood is so important and moms need <laughs> encouragement and they need truth. And our culture doesn't speak that to them. Our culture accepts mediocrity and mm. And moms need life spoken into them and God can use you. And I was like, I don't know if God can use me, you know, so unsure and just uncertain. Mm -hmm. So praise God for our husbands. So yeah, what are, I know you said that your husband encouraged you Mm -hmm. and also just the lack of resources. Sometimes when we see a void in something, I think the Lord leads through voids because when we see something that needs to be done, sometimes that can be the Holy Spirit saying, Hey, you see this need, you can fill this need. And I see, I see that in the church all the time when people say, well, the church needs mm-hmm. this, the church needs this ministry. Well, maybe you're that ministry. <laughs> totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. No, I definitely, I've experienced that before. And it's funny because you don't necessarily like think, oh, I'm the one to fulfill this role when that happens. But often that is how God works. He, mm-hmm. he puts that desire in your heart for something and it's not there. And mm-hmm. so he's like, why don't you do it? Yes. There's that passage in Psalm that talks about seeking him. And that when we seek him with all of our hearts, that he will give us the desires of our hearts. Mm. And I remember when I had this awakening moment, I think it was back when I was pregnant with my third child that I realized, oh my goodness, it's not that he will give me, gift me the things that I desire, it's that he is shaping the desires within my heart Mm -hmm. to match his desires. Mm -hmm. And when I realized too, that God has gifted each of us differently. So when we see a need somewhere, it literally might be that no one else sees it because God, God has not made them with the same giftings and desires and all of that as he has made you. So Mm -hmm. you see the need that others may not even see. Hmm. Yeah. So how else, how has the Lord spoken to you in ways in your life as he's led you, as he's led you in different directions? Yeah. So I think part of my story that I find now looking back, very exciting is that God 
has been leading me to the place I am now sharing stories with kids uh, my whole life. And even uh, my mom just sent me this picture a few months ago of me as a five-year-old and I have headphones on, there's a mic in front of me, I'm in a radio station and I'm doing a, a voiceover bit. Um, that was kind of the first moment where it was like, whoa, God, it was wow. funny to see that now that I, I do that so much. Um, and then later on, when I was ab- around 11, my grandfather, he was a very big, um, Gregorious man, very passionate about Jesus. And he started his own tape cassette ministry, which that right there dates yes. me. But um, <laughs> he used to write his own songs and then do some old hymns and record them on tape cassettes mm-hmm. and send them to old people in old people homes that were older than him at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> he he um, got all his grandkids involved because that was his personality. So I was one of him and I had a special relationship. So I went over a lot and recorded um, stories and poems that he wrote and things like that. And I remember loving it. Like I loved using my voice to share with the world and encourage people, but never ever thought, oh, this is something I can do someday. You know, I briefly considered voiceover artists, but um, at that world is just it's really cutthroat. It, it was back then. Now it's more available to everyone. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I look back and I think, wow, God really put these things in my heart and things that I loved. I used to sit in my closet and record books on cassette too, just because wow. like, I loved telling stories out loud. And I love being not on a screen. I liked just being like in my own world. Um, so yeah. So this to think that God led me slowly and you know, the whole time he was probably just smiling, like, I know your future, but I didn't discover, you know, podcasting or anything till my early thirties and wasn't even on, on my mind at all. But it's mm-hmm. fun to see how God kind of prepared me for it all along. That's neat. I can definitely empathize with that too, that I remember going to, so, I mean, my ministry is mainly towards encouraging moms is really where my mm-hmm. heart is and encouraging Christian moms and leading, helping to be present to just direct them to truth and encouragement. And my heart being that if other moms have areas of strength in their lives, that we should be able to be spurring each other on towards Mm. bettering, bettering one another towards seeking the Lord more. Mm. And, you know, the mom who's really good at organizing, let's learn from her. Let's glean Mm -hmm. from her strengths. The mom who's a really good encourager, let's become more encouraging because her giftings of the Lord can be shared with us. And similarly, I think about, I have enjoyed speaking for years. I did speech and debate in high school for many years. I worked for the admissions office in my university when I went to college, when I was 16, I was one of their representatives of the university and I would go places and speak. So God prepared me in that. And then I remember as an early mom, getting to go to some mom conferences and different, you know, speaking events and stuff like that. And every time I would leave, I would have this feeling in my heart. I don't want to say it was an audible voice from the Lord, Mm -hmm. but just that feeling, this sense Mm -hmm. of you could do this one day. The Lord Mm -hmm. could use you in this way. Now I was young. I was in my you know mid twenties and I vividly remember pushing those feelings back and saying, oh yeah, I'm sure everyone feels that way. Mm -hmm. And now being where I am, I'm like, no, Krista, 
most people don't leave public speaking events thinking I could do that one day. No, they leave encouraged and they get a coffee and they go home encouraged. But I went home inspired and Mm. inspired by the women who were speaking and the ways that they spoke truth and the ways they encouraged and feeling like maybe the Lord's going to use me that way. And then I didn't even have podcasts anywhere on my radar. That was, I've always enjoyed being more in front of people and getting the feedback of seeing people's faces. But I remember during uh, COVID time, my son actually, so he was 11 at the time and he was watching something on TV. Some advertisement came up and it was showing parents with their children and the parents were so frustrated by not knowing what to do for their children and not knowing how to help them. It was a commercial that specifically was for during that COVID period where parents Mm -hmm. were at home who Mm -hmm. were not used to doing that. I don't even know what the ad was for, but he came to me that day and he said, mom, I saw this advertisement and I was just thinking you do a really good job at helping us. Maybe you should make a podcast to help other moms. Wow. Isn't that so sweet? And I totally wrote it off. I said, oh my gosh, you are the nicest son anyone could ask for. Thank you that you (laughs) think so highly of me. I love you so much. And that was just the end of it. Little did I know that that was part of the beginning of God planting this seed that then led to conversations with friends and a conversation with my husband and then, you know, buying some sound equipment and stepping out in faith. So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. It's so fun to hear your story. Um, yeah. Cause we've followed each other a little while on Instagram and I think I can see how God's working in you in that. Like you're really out there encouraging moms. You've encouraged me. So thanks oh, for good. doing that. Well, I'm curious for you too. So when I have been led to new things, which have been many times in my life, uh, God often at the same time is leading me away from something else. Because as much as I think our culture says you can do it all, it's like the biggest lie in the whole world. I mean, I wish that all the moms could have heard me and you talking beforehand about our help and like Uh the only way we can do this is that my mom's watching all my kids and you have a sitter and we both have Mm -hmm. help with our cleaning our houses Mm because our husbands work a lot. So we cannot do all of the things. No Mm -hmm. one can. So most of the time in my life, when God leads me to something new, he's leading me away from something old. Mm -hmm. Are there examples in your life where you've seen the Lord do that, where you've had to step outside or away from something that you really loved to obey his leading? Yeah, definitely. I mean, starting this podcast was one of those times where, like you said, I I could not do it all. And, um, the house was messy and I had to stay up late working. Um, this is all, you know, we've since been able to hire help, but, um, there was a year there where I, I felt so guilty. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. how do moms do it all? You know, that's what you think you see them on Instagram or just anywhere. And you're like, wow, they have the same amount of kids as me or more, and they're doing all the things and they're amazing, but mm-hmm. you don't see behind the closed doors. Like, you know, I, my priority, my husband really likes to eat. So my priority was like, I'm going to make a good meal mm-hmm. um, when he comes home and, and to make sure like I was openly communicating. Cause he was the one who encouraged me to do this. And he understood like some things are going to get put to the side and he was awesome. And like, didn't complain about it. Um, 
but I really, I actually really enjoy living in an organized environment and a yeah. clean environment. I enjoy cleaning, um, laundry, not so much, but <laughs> all the other stuff, like I don't mind. And I, yeah, so I kind of had to let go and it was a very purposeful letting go of like, I could do all the dishes for half an hour right now, but that's about all I have in me before bedtime. So I'm going to sit and write and do the dishes in the morning. And mm -hmm. yeah, so it was kind of, um, yeah, I, I questioned like, is this what I should be doing? God, are you sure? Cause this isn't as home focused as I always dreamed I would be. Um, I always thought when my kids are older, I can start aside something, but, mm -hmm. but I really just felt that calling of like, no, keep going, keep doing it. Um, yeah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice the things you love in order to do what God called you to do. Yeah. I remember back to a time when I was pregnant with my Adeline, she's my third. So I was how old is she now? Adeline is six and I'm 36. So I was 30. And mm -hmm. she, I remember that I was involved in a Bible study at the time called Bible study fellowship. And as I was studying this, the life of Moses at the time and studying about him in various ways. And one of the things being that how God gave such clear direction to the Israelite people and realizing what, a how orderly God was with his people, that he was, mm -hmm. is a God of order. He is not a God mm -hmm. of chaos. And I felt God impressing on me so strong. You are not living a life of order. You are, your home is not a place of order that reflects that part of who I am right now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm trying really hard. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and I'm pregnant and, and I'm doing this ministry and I'm running this business and I'm trying to take care of my husband. And in that, the Lord told me so clearly, you need to make more order in your home and you need to quit that business. And I was mm -hmm. like, but I love that. I love teaching, like leading moms in this business that I'm doing and teaching. And, but it was so clear to obey mm -hmm. me. You need to quit this business. And the hardest one. So first I did that. First I quit the mm -hmm. business. I could trust the Lord with that. I wasn't making that much money on it anyway. So it wasn't that big mm -hmm. of a thing. It was kind of more of an ego shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm good at that. You know, why are you going <laughs> to take away this thing? I'm good at God. And then, and it's fun. Like mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. So it also is taking away fun and kind of identity. But then once I gave that up, <clears throat> then I felt the Lord telling me, you also need to step away from this ministry that I was leading mm -hmm. youth music at our church. And I had for many years, I've, I had led music for youth, I think since I was golly, early college maybe. And so the idea of leaving that <clears throat> just felt like, why? Like, okay, take me away from a business. That's fine. But take me away from a ministry. Like, God, I'm doing this for you. You must be mm -hmm. confused. And I remember in the study of Moses, when we were reading and in Numbers 27, 17, it said, who may go out before them and go in before them, who may lead them out and bring them in that the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep with have no, which have no shepherd. And I thought, whoa, that's it. I don't want to leave the sheep without a shepherd. I don't want to leave my ministry because, and it wasn't about me. That truly was not an identity one this time. God already mm -hmm. took care of the identity issue <laughs> with the other one. So that was, mm -hmm. that was cleaned up, but, but it was a heart for these people because it's ministry, like mm -hmm. leaving ministry. I feel like has a different, almost sense of guilt mm -hmm. or just sense of like, am I choosing the wrong thing? Just questioning. But then there was verse 18 
It says, and the Lord said to Moses, and I could say as clear as anything that the Lord said to me, it could have said the Lord commanded Krista. Mm. (laughs) Um, And in verse 22, it goes on and says, and Moses did as the Lord commanded. And I knew I have to do as the Lord commanded. And if you read that whole passage in Numbers 27, it's when Moses is about to die and God Mm. provides Joshua, but Mm -hmm. God provides Joshua. Moses didn't provide Joshua. God did. God had been training up Joshua all along. And I'm so thankful for that because the Lord used that experience of me leaving obediently, not knowing who the Joshua was going to be Mm -hmm. and trusting his sheep with him that when it was time for me to begin this ministry of this podcast, that I also had to leave a ministry that I was Mm. leading children's music at our church and I was actually paid for it too. So that was another kind of different struggle. Like that money paid to get my house cleaned. That money Mm -hmm. paid to have help with my laundry. And so if I'm going to step into this new ministry that actually is costing us money, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not making us money. Then is that really, could that really be what God wants? But I had seen that he did it before Mm -hmm. when he told me to step out. So I need to trust again, if he's asking me to leave a ministry, I need to trust that he's leading me in a new direction and be obedient to that. And I'm so thankful I was, but, but it is hard. It's hard to leave things when you love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, having the, the sacrificing your time and leaving things you love. Yeah. That's, it's, that's so hard. And identity. We find so much Mm -hmm. of our, I think there's different extremes of identity. There's the identity of motherhood that we have said Mm -hmm. that it is hard Mm -hmm. when you do other things because it's almost like I am putting aside my mother ness when mm-hmm. I'm, when I'm doing this, cause I can't do this while nursing a baby and teaching this child to read, but, and, you know, and helping a child practice piano, those mm-hmm. things have to be shared with a different place, which is also why we have to come up with systems of how we make our ministries work. You know, I do mm-hmm. all my recordings one day a month mm-hmm. for what, seven months out of the year, eight months out of the year, nine months, something like that. And then Mm -hmm. have a few months off, but we had to create that system and I had to have the help to be able to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So have there ever been situations that you've seen in your life too, where you had to either trust God with your money in a different way as it related to God's calling for your life? Have you guys ever been in that place? Yes. Yeah. Um, One of the decisions that I, I knew right away for my podcast for kids, I didn't want advertising on it. And that's like one of the main ways that podcasts make money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like for kids, um, and I know like other people do it. I'm not, I'm not placing judgment on that, but for me, I wanted them to just enter this world and enjoy what they were listening to and not be advertised to. And actually Mr. Rogers, um, I don't know if you've ever like studied his life, but I read his biography kind of near the beginning of when I did all this. And it really, um, it really stuck with me. He was a strong Christian and he felt very strongly about advertising to children. And that was back then. And nowadays, you know, it's around every corner. Um, So I just didn't, I didn't want that. So it was kind of like you said, like I started this thing without any financial like thoughts in mind, (laughs) but it took a lot of my time. So right away, it was a sacrifice of the house, you know, being more messy, uh, my time being sacrificed. And 
I didn't, I didn't have any plans of how I would make money. I was just thinking, I'll just do this step-by-step and see what comes. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then, yeah, my husband just after about a year of me, you know, staying up late and working really hard and feeling frustrated a lot of the time for lack of time, Mm he, he told me to hire a sitter and house cleaner and it was amazing. I, I, I felt guilty about it for a long time, but yeah, that it was a financial sacrifice. And thankfully, like with, um, my subscription business, I'm able to at least cover the cost of that and kind of add to, um, the values that I believe in and like share more with kids, um, what, what is, you know, what these virtues are about and things Mm -hmm. like that. So it has been nice in the long run, but there was a long time where, yeah, it just took money and didn't give us money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's such a place of faith too, because the money comes with security mm-hmm. and we see value in that, but thinking from an eternal perspective, that it's not even going to matter. It's not even going to be mm-hmm. a thing, yeah. but from our earthly perspective, it really is. Mm-hmm. Well, what about some fears for you? What were some of your fears as you've had times of stepping out into in faith that God has led you through? Yeah. I think one of the biggest fears was in relation to my kids and, um, them seeing me as a working mom. And it even took me so long to even admit that like, I work part-time, um, because I didn't want to, for some reason, I think just the culture I grew up in and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And I loved that she was just a stay-at-home mom. Um, so thinking, you know, once in a while during the day, I'd be like, oh, I have to do this one thing. And I'd open my computer and I'd have to do some work. And some, a lot of time they were happy, like playing. So it wasn't a big deal, but sometimes they'd come up and be like, what are you doing? And I don't know. I just felt guilt about that of like, wow, Mm -hmm. I'm working with my kids around. I never, I've always wanted to just be like fully present with them, Um, which, you know, I am, but I also work part-time. So I, I leave the house, I go to coffee shops, I write a um, few hours a week. And it probably, you know, coming from a different background, I think if you, if you don't have that mindset, if you didn't come into motherhood with that mindset of mm-hmm. like, I want to stay home and homeschool and like be there with my kids 24 seven, then you wouldn't understand, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's very anti what the world is preaching right now with like women should be in full-time careers and all that. But, um, but with my background, it was, it was a lot to think of, wow, I, I'm not going to just be a mom. I'm also going to have this side business, um, which I never like intended to do, but yeah. So that was, that was kind of a fear of like, are my kids going to feel like my attention is divided too Mm -hmm. much? Mm -hmm. I've actually heard that from a lot of other moms. I have a few good friends that we would spend late nights together talking about things. And um, a couple of them that we've talked with, it's interesting because we both grew up, we, well, we all grew up this little group of friends. We all grew up in homes where we were with moms who were full-time at home and full-time homeschooling. And that's all that they did. And all of us have worked some and realizing that God's calling on us, we need to seek him for his calling on us, not seek his calling on our family's lives and realizing he called us to live at this time with this husband, with these children. He didn't call us to be our Mm -hmm. moms. And it's unique because we really love our moms and Mm -hmm. (laughs) really have this like great respect and admiration. And uh, yeah, just 
would, would be honored to be in a place of like where our mothers are, but really having to trust that if this is where the Lord's leading us, we mm-hmm. need to trust his, trust his leading in that and trust that he is big enough God to be able to correct us if we are wrong, if he wants to mm-hmm. redirect us. Yeah. Yeah. One of the fears that I've had is, uh, what if I step away from a ministry in obedience and then I can't get back to it again mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, cause I left cause I left it to do this other thing, but I've had to really trust the Lord's leading in that and trust again, if it's his ministry then don't I think that he would open the door if he calls me back to it? Like that mm-hmm. only makes sense, but it's trusting something that's so not of this world and not thinking of this world that it's just required a different faith to trust. Okay. If it's your work anyway, I've always said it's your work, Lord, and I'm doing it for you. So I need to put my money where my mouth is. And if mm-hmm. you're telling me to leave it, I need to leave it and trust that if you want me to come back, you'll bring me back just like you brought me in in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then another thing that I've been a fear that I've had is what if I make this about me? What if this is a thing to elevate myself or to make me look like something more than I am or something, something more than or better? Or what if people are looking to me? I don't want them to look to me. I want people to hear me and hear words from the Lord. Not that mm-hmm. my words are always God's words, but I want the overflow of my heart to be what speaks, that it points them back to the Lord. And almost so much that I've thought, maybe I just shouldn't even be speaking. Should I be saying these Mm -hmm. things? Should I be doing this? Should I be trying to encourage people on Instagram? Because it's my face. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to be seeking my face, though. I want them seeking the Lord's and just having to trust, though, again, if God is faithful and if he's Mm -hmm. leading me to do this, then that can be his work that he can lead people to himself through my obedience. Because again, I mean, if we went back to Moses, my kids and I are studying old Testament right now, and Mm -hmm. God has been using people to speak who didn't want to speak for years. You know, Mm -hmm. it seems like that's what he does is when we begin to doubt our own value and abilities that then he says, okay, good. I'm ready for you then. Uh (laughs) Right. Yes. Moses is one of those that I have always related to because I've always been a more shy, quiet, person, um, Mm -hmm. which is funny since I have this loud, silly podcast, but (laughs) in real life, unless I'm like comfortable with people, I, most people think I'm really shy. So yes, I relate to Moses a lot in that Mm -hmm. God's like, speak. (laughs) He's like, I can't (laughs) (laughs) use my, use my sibling. Let them do the speaking. (laughs) Okay. So as we kind of wrap things up here, I would love to finish just with some thoughts on how God has proven himself faithful Mm. as you followed his leading, as you followed in faith, how, what are some of the ways or stories of how he has just shown himself? Yeah. To be faithful to you in that. Mm. Yeah. I like that. Um, gosh, God's faithfulness has been a very big theme in my life. Mm. I, I think just the fact that he uses me and Mm -hmm. I, you know, I relate to Paul a lot when he's like, I am the worst of sinners. And um, on the outside, it doesn't look like that. Like my life has followed a very boring testimony (laughs) kind of life, (laughs) but I know my heart and God knows my heart and the struggles that I deal with and the ways that I've held on to bitterness and like just all the sins that are, you know, ever present in my mind that I repent of, that I seek him for. Um, I sit back and I'm like, but God has chosen me. He's been faithful to me and all Mm -hmm. that to bring me through these things, to 
make my heart soft towards his calling. Um, and not only that, he's actually given me something to do in this world that um, brings forth his name into the world. And that he would entrust me with that is very humbling because <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, are you sure that like, I'm teaching virtues to children. That is, you know, talk about imposter syndrome. I'm like, right. It's not, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I know my heart struggles. So mm. um, yeah, I just think God is so good to use broken people to um, further his glory in the world, despite ourselves. It really mm-hmm. feels like despite me and my own <laughs> proclivities to bitterness and like sin, he still is using me. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I think about the ways that God has gifted me as a result of my obedience, that when I am in his will and I'm doing what he's calling me to do, that there's peace mm-hmm. and there's joy. There's such joy in it. When I finish these long days of recording, I do about six episodes in a day normally wow. when I do them. And when I finish, I am like so enthusiastic and encouraged because I'm talking with these amazing women and like Mm. in person, I'm not even just the listener. I get to have the conversation and I always leave just so encouraged. And my, it's sweet. My mom has said like, are you just so tired? No, (laughs) this is great. This like speaks life to me. And I think that that's another area that's just so affirming that we're where God wants us to be Mm -hmm. when we're just filled, overfilled right? Mm-hmm. With joy and with peace. And it takes me to that passage in Ephesians. It's in Ephesians 2.10, where it says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And thinking about what a beautiful thing that from the beginning of time that God knew, I am preparing Rebecca for this work that she's going to do to speak my truths to my children in a way that couldn't have even happened, you know, decades ago, but now it can in this way. And I'm going to prepare her heart along the way. And you talking about your children and that kind of struggle that we have sometimes with that mom guilt of, you know, I'm, am I kind of teetering between these worlds that I'm doing this work some, but I, have this heart and believe fully in the mission of prioritizing my family and caring for them and realizing that God chose your children for your home and that Mm -hmm. they are seeing the work that you're doing and that they are seeing your obedience and they're seeing God's faithfulness and his hand of provision and his leading and his favor as things grow and you have, you know, opportunities to write and whatnot that, bringing them alongside that journey, I believe God's going to use that as a testimony in our children's lives to lead them as Mm -hmm. he leads them in different Mm -hmm. ways. So Mm -hmm. um, I want to kind of wrap it up by letting you have a chance to share. If there's a mom listening who is inspired by this idea of following in faith, but hasn't allowed herself to with open hands dream and Mm -hmm. say, I mean, I am not a natural dreamer. My husband is. He loves ideas and dreams. That's why he's scary to tell things to, because then he'll (laughs) have this grand vision. I'm like, no, no, no. I was just thinking I could write a blog, you know? Uh, So what advice would you give to the mom who maybe is nervous to be open to dreaming or hasn't in a long time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say failure is always going to happen and to Mm -hmm. not be scared Mm -hmm. of it. Um, the first few stories I wrote, I just like 
threw them out because <laughs> they were so bad. And I, I still do that. I'll spend an hour on a story and I just am like, this is a bad story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's not, you don't have to, your dream doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to mm. have all the bullet points and outlines and things like that. It just has to start with a desire. And I really think God gives us our desires. I mean, if mm-hmm. they are good things, that is from God. And I would say, especially, and this is what I did, and I'm so glad I did, and I still do it before every episode, just spend time talking to God as a father and be, mm-hmm. just tell him how you're feeling and what you're thinking. And, um, and then take that first step. You know, the first step is sometimes the hardest of just following the little things that he's asking you to do. And maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. But I think the important part is the relationship with God as you're going through it. And sometimes that's, sometimes when he gives you a dream, it's more for him calling you closer to be closer with him. Mm -hmm. And you never know, sometimes it will go somewhere and bless you know, one, two, three, or hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And whether that means stepping towards something or stepping away from something, sometimes it's a mm-hmm. scary step out and maybe you don't know what you're stepping to. Maybe the first step is to step out and trust mm-hmm. and then God will lead you the next step after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree for sure. Well, let's, let's end today with a couple of scriptures, because again, we want to point people back to the Lord. And I agree with you wholeheartedly that It's going to be through seeking the Lord that he's going to make it clear where Mm -hmm. he wants us to go and that he will place those desires on our heart. So um, one I thought of was Matthew 6, 33. And I think this can be primary that we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you as well. And then also Proverbs 3, 5, which says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And it goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So whatever that is for you, I know that the Lord will make that clear for you. But Rebecca, thank you so much again for being here. And I know that people are going to want to find you on Instagram and subscribe to your site. And I know that God is going to use that in great, great ways. So thanks again so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends.